0: And last night, we heard from Cleo Smith's parents. Now, that was the incredible story of a little four-year-old girl who went missing but was found 18 days later. But what is it like growing up in the shadow of something like that, an abduction which is unsolved after almost more, five decades? Susie Radcliffe has lived that life, and today she's the director of Missing Persons Awareness Organisation, Leave a Light On. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good, but how did you feel watching Cleo's parents last night? Oh, I could feel their heartache, you know, emanating through the screen. You know, nobody would ever imagine it could
1: happen to them. You know, the, the emotions that they would have gone through, it's, it's a huge roller coaster. All the different thoughts going through their head mm. um, is is quite heartbreaking and it and it's quite emotional. But then, you know, there's also the elation that put that phone call, you know, hearing that... Cleo's been found safe
0: and, you know, she's well and she's coming home. That's what every family hopes and prays for. How do you process that? And obviously, you know, feeling just that empathy and joy for somebody else, but you guys never had that happy ending. You haven't been able to have that process. And certainly for your dear mum who passed away a few years ago, never got that. So how do you process that for you?
1: Oh, I I had a a myriad of emotions uh, when I first heard the news. You know, I was so overwhelmed with with excitement, knowing that, you know, she's been found safe and well. You can't help but feel that it's going to be another case like Joe and Kirsty and the thousands of others here in Australia that are missing, that, you know, that people haven't had answers. Then, yeah, there's there's that little bit of jealousy, you know. They had their happy ending, why can't we? Um, And knowing that... There are families out there that, you know, they're they're getting on in age um, and sadly aren't finding those answers um, before they pass. It's a very emotional
0: event when you do hear of someone finding their missing loved one alive, especially. You were born 14 months after your sister Joanne went missing. How did your parents talk to you about it, explain it to you and when did you realise that you had a sister but you weren't seeing her, I guess?
1: Uh, well, I was uh, I was probably about three or four uh, when I actually questioned my mum about the little girl in the photo on the mantelpiece with my brother. Uh, it's like, you know, who is she? Why isn't she here? Why can't I play with it? And mum explained to me that it was my older sister, but she'd been taken by a bad man, and that's why I should never talk to strangers. Uh, and then growing up, sort of as I got older. The family actually sat me down and explained more in depth about what had happened. Uh, I couldn't understand when I was younger why we were always appearing in photos and and mum and dad were always speaking to these strange people. And then, of course, as I got older, I I sort of could grasp the reality of of exactly what our family had gone through and we're continuing to go through.
0: Your family must be absolutely amazing, Susie, because... If this was me, I would be grabbing you and never letting you out of my sight.
1: That was pretty much my upbringing. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't. I wasn't allowed to
1: sort of go off and and play like most kids could. You know, go to the park on their own or go walk into a friend's place. You know, a street away. There was always an adult with me watching me and and keeping an eye on what it, where I was and what I was oh. doing. And you know, as a child, could never fully comprehend that. But as I, as I said, as I got older, I could realise it more. And after my dad passed away, you know, mum was even more protective.
0: What made you then want to help others who were still missing a loved one? Over the
1: years, Joe and Kirsty have been still fairly forefront in a lot of people's minds. And, you know, we still get media attention throughout the years. However, there are so many other families that don't get that quite often after their cases gone cold which is usually like three months or older there's not that much media attention and one of the greatest fears of family members is that their missing loved one will be forgotten and once they're forgotten there's less hope of someone coming forward with information so creating leave a light on my greatest hope is to be able to continue to raise awareness for long-term missing persons and also to help provide support for families to be their voice for them and for their missing loved one in the hope that we can help, you know, not necessarily reunite them with their loved one, but at least find them and, you know, if they can bury them and bring them, you
0: know, with the love, dignity and respect they deserve. For people who are criticising Cleo's mum and stepdad and Ellie and Jake, um, wow, it was horrendous. The the pile-on that was happening on social media last night, um, criticising them for taking money for speaking out, all those sort of things. And I admit I felt uncomfortable watching their story a little bit. What would you say to those people that are lining up and having a go at these people?
1: Walk a mile in their shoes. You know, what they have been through and what they will continue to go through is something that no one should ever have to endure. People think that, oh, now that Cleo's home, you know, they can get on with their life and and everything will be hunky-dory. But that's far from the truth. Cleo, at the moment, will still be quite unsure of everything. She'll still be scared. And in future, she'll possibly have reoccurring nightmares. She will grow up with that anguish of being taken from her parents then of course there's her parents that will go through continuous myriad of emotions and the panic you know of if their little girl is not in their eye within their eyesight where is she is she safe is she okay it's, it's not something that you get over straight away you know it's going to live with them for the rest of their lives unfortunately you know it could very well affect you know the future generations of Cleo's family you know, she will grow up, you know, with that fear and could possibly pass it on to her children.
0: The Ali Clark Breakfast Show on Mix 102.3.